0: So we're holding by Malacham where We Pasuk Chav Beis. The Shira started as Aschosili Nishmas Khaskal Shraga Ben Avram Yehuda. She'll also be Aschosili Nishmas Abchil Macham Ben Asher and Chaim Elazar Ben as well as Aschosfor Fu Shleima, for Moish Ben Miriam Yitz Benach Ben Chava and Chaim Moish Ben Malka. So we learned previously about the two women who come into Shleima, claiming each one claiming that they have the living child, and the other woman's child was crushed, was dead, was suffocated, and. They go back and forth. Now, I said last time that woman number one, the first woman to speak, was the one telling the truth. It's not clear from all the Mefarshim that all the Mefarshim agree to that. It would seem that some hold that she wasn't telling the truth based on the back and forth in the Pesukim. It's not really important who is telling the truth. Uh, I should say, it's not really important who was speaking first in, in, in the previous Pesukim. The point is going to be in Pasach Hav Beiz, where we're going to see the two claims back and forth and we see how Shloymei determines who the correct mother is. So let's see Pasuch of Beis. So the other woman says, basically, one of the women's claiming, not true mine is the living son and yours is the dead son. And the other woman claims, it's not true. Your son is the dead one. My son is the living one. And they went back and forth in front of the king. And the Redak says, two, three times, they went back and forth making the same claim. Now the Malbim says that Shloyemoi is able to tell who the proper mother is because the one, each mother is claiming her mo, the Iker of what she wants to get out. The most important part of her argument. The mother who's telling the truth, who has a living child, the most important thing is that her child is alive. So that's why every time she speaks, she starts with "Bini hachai. My child is alive, that's the most important thing. Of my argument, that's what she starts with. The mother whose child died is trying to push that dead child on the other woman. So her main argument is B'nei Chameis. And that's why she always starts with the words B'nei Chameis. And even though they go back and forth two, three times, each one keeps focusing on the main part of their argument. And the Malbim adds, that's why also you can't say, well, the first, the woman who says B'nei Chameis, maybe she's saying B'nei Chameis because that's her Raya. She wakes up, she finds a dead child next to her. And the Raya that her child is the living one is because the dead child is the other woman's child. She recognizes it's the other woman, says the mom. That can't be the case because yeah, maybe you're gonna bring your best proof in your first argument. When you start out, you're gonna say, this is the best proof. B'nei Chameis proves that my child's the living one. But when you go back and forth two, three times and you're arguing, and you're sort of uh, arguing directly with the other person, you're going to keep saying, not true, my child is the living one. But if when you keep going back and forth, you keep saying, not true, yours is the dead one, yours is the dead one, if that's going to be your your argument, even after you bring your proofs, so then obviously, that's the main focus of your argument, and that's really the truth. Yours is not the living one, yours is the dead one, and that's why you keep focusing on Bnei Chamez, trying to push it on the other woman. The Abarbanel learns that the first woman to speak was the was telling the truth. And because he says when the second woman responds, she's very brief and very direct in her response. She doesn't want to speak too much because she's afraid she might slip up and give away that she is really not the true mother. So that's why the Malbim, that's why the Abarbanel learns, like I was explaining last time, that the first mother to speak who gives a whole bunch of narrative, she's really telling the truth. Whereas the second one is very short and direct. But as I said, the main point being that the true mother, the true living mother, is the one arguing B'ni and the lying mother is the one who keeps claiming B'nei So Shlom HaMelech, now, before he rules, he repeats each one's claim. So So the king said, This one claims my, that my child is alive and your child is the dead one. And the other one claims, no, lie, not true. Ki B'nei yours is the dead child, and and mine is the living child. So Shlomai repeats, for their benefit, each one's claim. The Yerushalmi in Sanhedrin, and this is actually how we pask in Achish rules that a Dayan is supposed to repeat the claims of each of them before deciding on the case. We learn this from Shloyemite. And the Radak explains that it's important to do that so that the Dayan properly understands the two sides in case his understanding of one of the Tzadim is incorrect, so that party will have a chance to correct him before he makes a decision. Abchaim Shmulevitz adds, that by repeating each of the arguments, a judge becomes more sensitive to each of the claims and hopefully in that way will make sure to come to a proper decision and not be swayed because of some uh, in- inappropriate reason. The Abarbanel says that Schleimay summarizes each woman's claim, even though the first woman gave a whole spiel because uh, uh, um, basically Schleimay's feeling was that since there are no Aid him to corroborate all of the details, it's not relevant to the case, and therefore he didn't consider it when he considered who the true mother was. But as we'll see, it, he had enough information from each of the basic claims to determine who the true mother was. The Malbim once again says that Schleimer was reiterating what uh, and pointing out what each of the women's focus was. He's saying that. This woman's focus is that her child is the living one. And this woman's focus is that her child is the dead one. When they got to arguing back and forth, despite what their initial claims were, when one says, my child is the living one, the other one should have responded, not true, my child's the living one. And that really should have been the fight back and forth. But since the second woman's response is, your child is the dead one, that's her focus. So that's how Shlomo understood that she didn't really care about her child. Her child was really dead. But she wanted to make sure that the other woman also had a dead child. She didn't care. And that's why Shlaimai takes out the sword. Because the woman who keeps claiming Bnei Chameis, she already had a dead child. She just didn't want the other woman to have a living child with, and she should be left with a dead one. So if Shlaimei offers to kill both children, the second woman will be happy. My child's already dead. Let her child be dead too. That's her concern is just Bnei Chameis. But, uh, and, and, and that's why Shlame understood that to bring out the sword would help determine for everyone who the real mother was. But Shlamei at this point knew himself who the real mother was. He just wanted to show to the rest of Kalah Yisrael how he reached his decision. And that's why immediately in the next puzzle, haftalid, of amelech. So the king said, bring me a sword. And they brought a sword in front of the king. So the art scroll explains that Schleimer wanted to provoke the women into an emotional reaction in order to figure out which one was the true mother. So by asking for a sword, nobody in in the room dreamed that that was what he wanted the sword for. It increases the tension in the room. What's Schleimer gonna do with a sword? There's a child here. And when he gives the command to kill the child, immediately the emotional response of the true mother is no, save the child. And so that's how Schleimer was able to figure out and to show everyone in the room who was the true mother. And the Mitsuda says this straight out. The Mitsuda says that the king uh, understood who was, he already knew who was the true mother. But he said to those that were sitting in front of him, meaning the assembled people, he said, it's true, one of them stole the child and, I'll, and I will do a test and show everyone here to prove to you who is the one that stole it, uh, that, who is the one that really has the living child.